Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard the Tuesday edition. Tuesday, September 26, 5, 10 p.m. on your afternoon ride home, whatever you're doing. We're certainly thankful that you chose to take us along. Uh, educate, inform, and entertain. That's what we try to do every darn day here at the at the show. And, you know, if you're looking for shouting and grandstanding, you may not like what you're hearing. But uh, we like to build up instead of tear down truth over tribalism, principles over partisanship uh, every day. That's what we tried to do. Uh, before we go any further, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, uh, producer extraordinaire. Johnny. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Pretty darn good. Good, good, yeah. good. No, I, I still keep laughing back to that day we had Todd Ogden on here helping you out, and <laughs> he says, truth over tribalism, no more. <laughs> <laughs> See if I ever give him a mic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yes, we do believe in truth over tri- tribalism, absolutely. Every day. Uh, and remember, if you miss uh, a show, you can always find us uh, on demand on your favorite podcast platform or just go to KLIN.com. You can catch us uh, live stream there or uh, scroll down on Dan Parsons' page and look for the episode that... Uh, that you're searching for. Uh, and we'd love to carry on the conversation after hours uh, on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Facebook. We're uh, on both of those platforms. We'd love to carry on the conversation. We sometimes, often uh, give a preview of, uh, of the today's uh, shows, which we did today. So you can get fired up uh, before, uh, before we show up and start talking at you. But uh, coming up at the, after the news break at the bottom of the hour, uh, our monthly check-in with Krista Yoakum, chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. And uh, we're going to be chatting with Krista about the same topic we're going to launch into right now, uh, truth in taxation. Uh, if you're a property owner in the state of Nebraska, you may have gotten one of those little pink postcards uh, recently. And after you saw that uh, pink postcard, you might have... Uh, you might have had a reaction, but uh, the Lincoln Journal-Star editorial uh, a few days ago uh, talked about uh, the truth and taxation, and they the headline of their editorial, uh, Change Needed for Tax Meeting to Be More Useful. Uh, they <clears throat> opine at the Journal-Star editorial board, uh, because of the county's historic 22% increase in the average property tax valuations, uh, the five tax entities, they wrote, uh, had to hold hearings to explain their reasoning to taxpayers and listen to those taxpayers share concerns about the increase. The editorial goes on to say uh, the latter was likely the primary intent of state senators who pushed the law through the legislature, allowing, they assumed, taxpayers to convince uh, taxing entities to alter their budgets and reduce their levies. Their levies, excuse me. Um, but the Journal Star editorial goes on to say, but given the timing of the postcards and hearing, that can't happen. Most of it, uh, most if not all, of the budget and taxing decisions had been made before the hearing, which happened just a couple of weeks before their budgets must be approved. Well, joining me on the phone line is. As a gentleman that's uh, pretty familiar with this topic, uh, welcome onto the Dan Parsons Show, uh, Jim Vocal, CEO of the Platt Institute, a public policy think tank here in Nebraska. Jim, welcome to the show. 
Good evening, Dan. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Appreciate your time and appreciate the Platt Institute's mission to uh, uh, advise uh, and advance uh, policies that remove barriers to growth and economic opportunity in our state. And and Jim, you you were also an office holder back in the day. Uh, you served on the Omaha City Council uh, for almost a decade back in the early 2000s. But uh, yeah, uh, I know you've been following this issue and and uh, your website, uh, the Platt Institute, has been encouraging uh, taxpayers to pay attention to their pink postcards. And you've got some uh, advice and in uh, uh, description of those hearings across the state. So anyway, wanted to get your uh, opinion and thoughts on uh, on what's going on in the state with uh, truth and taxation. Well, this is the second year that we have seen these hearings across the state, and we saw thousands, tens of thousands of people show up at these these hearings. I personally attended the one in Douglas County, and there were about 300 people there. And the idea about behind truth and taxation is to put more transparency around how much these political entities are actually increasing your taxes in a dollar amount because valuations are going up. And then force them to have the opportunity to explain how they're spending the money. The second goal of the legislation is the engagement that we saw. It's finally an opportunity for people to tell their personal stories and how the seventh highest property taxes are affecting their families and their businesses, their ag operations. It isn't intended to be a back and forth, but these personal stories are impactful. Uh, In an environment of rising inflation, uh, utilities going up, property taxes continue to go up because valuations go up and the political entities are not lowering the rates completely to offset these valuation increases. So what we saw over the last week as we witnessed many of these hearings is that people are telling their stories and hopefully elected officials are listening. Now, people out there may be saying, well, this isn't working. They're not listening. There's nothing they can really do. I got a couple points regarding that contention. Number one, the fact that we have thousands of people finally engaged on the decision-making by elected officials on property taxes is a major win and is absolutely unbelievable. The budget hearings happen generally during the day. So the idea behind truth and taxation is that we have a, a hearing at 6 o'clock where people can attend and actually engage their elected officials on, this, on these decisions. The second thing is, is there still is an opportunity after these hearings it may not be perfect for these hearings to have an impact. And what I'm referring to is that the, the political entities involved still have to certify their tax levy rate. And I don't know what the results are going to be this year, but I know last year after these hearings, there were political subdivisions that backed off their tax act asking, and they changed what the rate was before it was going to be certified. So we have seen tremendous amount of success so far. Is it perfect? No. Are we all open to making some possible changes to make it more effective? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jim, uh, that's a great introduction to this topic. And if I could uh, urge you to stay with us uh, for a few more minutes after this quick break, we'll come back and dig into this a little bit more. We're visiting with Jim Vocal, CEO of the Platt Institute. Uh, But let's take this quick break for some messages, and we'll be right back here on 1499.3 KLIN. 
listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Yeah, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of the show. We're so glad you chose to take us along, whatever you're doing on this lovely fall Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and remember, if you miss anything, you'd always catch us anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, by the way, Johnny, uh, I just got a notice today that, uh, you know, we told our listeners that Stitcher uh, went away as a oh, yeah. podcast platform. Well, now Google is going away. What? Yeah. I, I think they're trying to get everybody over to YouTube. Oh, okay. Is what they're doing. And so, but yeah, I just got a notice uh, wow. this afternoon. So, a little shake up in the podcast platform industry. Yeah, I uh, still always recommend Apple Podcasts if you uh, if you have an iPhone or Spotify if you don't. Yep, I'm oh. I'm a big Spotify. Well, I use both of them actually inter- in interchangeably. But uh, hey, coming up on tomorrow's show, a friend of the Dan Parsons show uh, has been on I think once before. Uh, GOP political consultant Ryan Horn. Uh, and Ryan and I will preview tomorrow night's uh, Republican presidential debate. So uh, you might want to tune into that. Ryan is always an entertaining gentleman. <laughs> Long time uh, a Republican political consultant here in Nebraska. And, and I've done some project with, projects with Ryan through the years. So uh, anyway, we'll, uh, he'll uh, help us preview tomorrow night's uh, presidential debate uh and stay tuned uh coming up after the news break at the bottom of the hour our monthly check-in with uh, krista yokum chair of your lancaster county board of commissioners and speaking of public entities and holding uh them accountable for uh for our taxes we're uh, we're joined uh on the phone uh by jim vocal ceo of the platt institute public policy think tank here in Nebraska, and we're talking about uh, truth in taxation. Uh, and Jim, let me uh, let me uh, offer you a plug for your uh, upcoming annual legislative summit that you've got coming up later this week. Tell our listeners uh, how they can um, learn more about that. Not too late to sign up. We're expecting about 225 people on Thursday morning in Lincoln. You can register by going to our website at platinstitute.org. You'll be hearing from Speaker Art, State Auditor Mike Foley. We have three expert panels with national, local, Platt Institute experts on the topics of how to make Nebraska more competitive through less taxes, less regulation, more education choice, and looking at some of the workforce challenges that we have here in our state. It's a great event always, and looking forward to Thursday and get a get a breakfast with your ticket as well. So. We'd love to see you down there. Absolutely. Yeah, I encourage our listeners to check that out. I always appreciate the work that uh, the Platt Institute does here in the state. Long since, God, my gosh, you've been, you guys have been around a while. How long, uh, how long has it been now, Jim? 2007, and I've been here for 11 years wow. at the helm. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's been around for a while. And we've got over 20,000 people reading my weekly email. It comes out every Wednesday. You can sign up for that at our website, too, at platinstitute.org. So we're seeing a lot more engagement uh, with our organization, a lot more impact with legislation getting over the finish line in Lincoln. And uh, one of those pieces of legislation that we did champion was this truth and taxation. Yeah, we're talking about uh, truth and taxation and the uh, pink postcards that uh, many of you have probably received in the mail uh, informing you about uh, uh, 
hearings on um, on taxes uh, by public entities in the state, whether it's uh, your county board, uh, your uh, your education uh, entity, or uh, or your city um, uh, city government, uh, uh, all those or county. Uh, uh, all of those entities obviously are responsible for. Uh, your property taxes and combined it uh, I know here in Lincoln boy people uh, uh, are pretty upset about the increases in valuation uh, this uh, this past year and and uh, yeah it sounds like you're having some success and in, in getting people to those hearings and uh, so just remind our listeners Jim uh, about the history of the, the legislation was it just this past was it uh, this past session uh, that it was pat wouldn't have been well anyway give us a little background on that legislation if you could yeah, this is the second year of the hearing, so it passed three sessions ago, and the Platt Institute championed the legislation after looking at the success of the legislation in Utah and Kansas, Nebraska became the third state in the country to have this, and there is a direct result of engagement of taxpayers and the decision-making of those that are deciding what our property taxes are. So, as I said Prior to the break, we really weren't seeing many folks show up at budget hearings. They're in the middle of the day, most likely, and people were working. And it wasn't necessarily transparent on exactly how much their property taxes were being raised. Everybody's upset at the assessor. Right. And I'm not necessarily trying to direct that away from those increases, but the assessor is doing their job valuing the property between 92% and 100% per state law. The problem, the crux of the problem is the political subdivisions that are reaping the windfall from these valuations are not lowering the rates. And if you hear them sometimes say, well, we're keeping the rates the same or we're lowering it slightly, to give the impression that they are lowering taxes, that's not the case. You have to look at how much property tax revenue is coming in prior, over the, the previous year, and that will determine whether or not there's a property tax increase or not. And so these hearings are an opportunity to get the information, the record straight, and then try to hold these elected officials accountable so they're not raising our property taxes any further. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, just like, uh, and again, we try to stress that on this show often, the transparency in government, and uh, I've been a big champion of uh, local journalism, and uh, we we uh, champion um, uh, journalists uh, no matter what issue it is in government and public officials, and uh, and this is one more example of that of transparency in in government and being able to uh, inform taxpayers uh, uh, exactly what's going on with their tax uh, levies and tax bills so uh, very valuable so is there i mean a valid point uh, jim that uh, obviously more and more people uh, do in part uh, in large part to this uh, new legislation and in organizations like the Platt Institute, informing taxpayers of of their rights and ability to attend these hearings, so so that's a win. Uh, no matter what happens, uh, uh, that more people are aware because you, as you mentioned, um, uh, a lot of these uh, uh, meetings go on, and and people, you know, historically have not attended those meetings, and uh, and either they aren't aware of them or they just don't take the time to do it or don't feel that their voice is going to be heard. Uh, and so at the very least, 
uh, more attention is being put on these public officials and more people are aware of what's going on. But uh, again, just from this uh, Journal Star editorial suggesting that there may be uh, needed some changes. Uh, what's your what's your thought? Are there changes that need to be made in this legislation or uh, are you satisfied with the, with the results so far? We will continue to work with the sponsoring senator and all lawmakers to make sure that it's the most effective opportunity for taxpayers to engage that would lead to change. Uh, you know, certainly one option is to, to try to move these hearings up uh, prior to the budget being approved the first right. time. Right. Uh, you know, that may not be able to happen, uh, but, you know, we want to make sure that these hearings are timed. You bet. So that they can have the most opportunity to impact change. You bet. They, they, it you certainly bet. does right now because the levy rate is not final. Yeah. Jim, we're going we're gonna to run out of time. I beg your pardon. Jim Vocal, uh, CEO of the Plant Institute. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. We'll be right back after right. this news on 1499.3 KLIN. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you sticking around. And uh, uh, here's a little uh, inside baseball of uh, the radio here. So uh, uh, Chris Lofgren's voice is pre-recorded uh, in some of those uh, traffic uh, updates. But uh, when when you get to hear live Chris Lofgren, things aren't going so well. Chris, what's going on? Well, this isn't super bad, but it's something everybody wants, uh, should know about. Northbound on and off ramps at Highway 77 and the Rosa Parks Way interchange are going to be closed from mm. 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. So we've got some overnight work okay. at that intersection, the on and off ramps, Highway 77 or the Homestead Expressway at Rosa Parks for the next few days. We watch for signage as you go through that area appreciate that you chris bet. and there was some uh some streets that were closed in downtown from construction uh, there there are, there are several uh lane shifts um closures as a result of uh either new building or uh demolition work and uh-huh. that kind of stuff we've got a new project and i've mentioned that a couple of times on my traffic reports yeah ninth street it's I-80 as you come in, I-180 as you come into downtown, the far right or west side of 9th Street, that's going to be closed for a new construction project. Yeah, that hotel that's yeah. being built there. Yep, that's there my go. that's my neighborhood. That's my hood. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's your hood. 
All right. Well, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it very much. Well, uh, my thanks to Jim Vogel, CEO of the Platt Institute, a public policy think tank, longtime organization here in Nebraska, and appreciate Jim uh, coming on and talking about uh, truth and taxation and those pink postcards you may have seen in the mail. And uh, and uh, I apologize to Jim off the air. We uh, kind of run out of time there, as we often do. It goes so fast, boys and girls, but we sure uh, appreciate you sticking around for the second half of the show. And remember, if you miss anything, uh, you can always catch us anytime you like, on demand, on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to klin.com. You can catch us uh, live there or uh, on demand as well. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, a uh, friend of the Dan Parsons show, Mr. Ryan Horn. Uh, Ryan's a uh, longtime uh, Republican political, political consultant. Uh, he lives and works out of Omaha, but he's done work all around the country. We're going to preview tomorrow night's uh, GOP presidential smackdown otherwise known as a debate. Uh, but uh, the front runner is not going to be there again, uh, <clears throat> former President Trump, uh, but the rest of the gang will be there. So we're going to uh, we're going to handicap that for you. So uh, so tune into that uh, tomorrow on the show. And, uh, and I am thrilled to welcome into the studio, uh, as we do every month, every month, excuse me, Krista Yoakum, chair of your Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. Commissioner, welcome. I'm, I'm glad to be here, and I have to tell you, on my drive over, I programmed this station in as one of my buttons on oh. my radio. That I haven't done that. I've ran with only two radio stations for years. Yeah, I, so. I know that. Well, thank you very much. Now, do you listen to the FM or the AM version? I, I, li- I plugged in the AM version. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Just, <laughs> just uh, we we got another one. Uh, we got another listener. We'll we'll tack that on. I was gonna say this is actually the only AM station I ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate that, Krista. Well, um, in addition to uh, appreciate you being in the studio as always, and uh, and and catching up on the on the county government stuff and i know you heard some of my interview with uh with jim vocal uh give us a little update from lancaster county uh, commissioner's perspective on this issue of truth and taxation yeah i'm glad you asked about that no the reality is the lancaster county uh did not trigger the pink postcard okay we did lower our levy although uh jim vocal was absolutely correct our tax request is still higher um, because valuations came in higher. So we love to say we lowered the levy, but the reality is it's a little more out of taxpayers' pockets because of that. And so while we didn't trigger the pink postcard, that did require us to have another public hearing. Because of that increase. Because of the increase, right. because we're asking for more than we asked for last year. Right. Um, so we did have to have another public hearing, and we did have that this morning. Okay. Um, and we've had several uh, budget meetings throughout this process. This is our second open public hearing. And, of course, there's always opportunity to have com- public comment at our meetings. And we really had not heard from anyone on the budget. Now, we did hear from taxpayers, from homeowners, because of their higher valuations. But we've really not heard from people at our tax um, at our hearings. So much of this, Commissioner, is is an education process. It absolutely is. And those pink postcards brought this to everybody's attention, right? And and it does spell it out a little more clearly which political subdivisions are increasing their amount. But the reality for us, our our budget season is pretty transparent. It's out there right now. You can go to Lancaster.opengov.com 
and find everything about our budget. And while we were building our budget, it was up to date with the requests from each department um, as we went through that. So that's always out there. You'll also see how it's being spent as we go through that. And I appreciate that kind of transparency. I think government should have that. But these pink postcards, by statute, have to be sent out by the county. That meant that when I was listening to people, what was clear to me in that hearing, or in that, I'm sorry, in that meeting where people came and spoke about their tax valuations, was that a lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are feeling the pinch right now and just feel like even a few more cents is just not in their reach. And I get that. But they were blaming the county. I heard a lot of people blaming because the you county. Sent the postcards out by the postcards statute. Postcards came That's, out by yeah. our from our address, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're just, we're not the whole problem. There's uh, a lot of taxing authority, and, and uh, well, that is it is so important. And I've been around state and local government most of my career, and and yeah, it's an easy punching bag, uh, rightfully so. Uh, uh, when it, we talk about property taxes, it is always the near at or near the top of people's concerns and um yeah and rightly so i mean as you as you noted uh krista there uh we we have inflation we have uh, people that uh, uh that are you know not keeping up and uh, having to work a couple jobs just to make ends meet and and then they get their tax notification uh in and they see that their valuation's gone up and you know uh, if you're selling that's a maybe that's a, a positive, but uh, uh, that your house and your property is worth more. But uh, yeah, as those taxes go up, uh, money's got to come from somewhere. Right, building additional equity is always a good thing. Yeah, um, but it hurts when you're paying the tax bill on it. And I, you know, we're taxpayers too. Yeah. We get it yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Well, I appreciate appreciate you commenting on that. And uh, yeah, and I have made this comment before, both county and city. Um, the uh, the websites uh, are really first class, and I know websites because I'm in the business of marketing and public relations, and uh, you know we build uh, we we hire people to build websites and and online information for for our clients, and it really is a top notch uh, website, and people should not have any excuse of being able to find what they are looking for when it comes to this process. Yeah, as you work your way through the website, you can drill down into some pretty finite detail there as well. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, folks can do... And what is that website, Krista? It Lancaster.OpenGov.com. Very good, very good. Well, um, I know that it's been in the news, and we've talked about it uh, often here on the show, because I am an advocate for continuing to bring people into our great city uh, and capture those tax dollars and reinvest them and uh, in this public-private uh, opportunity to continue to build this city into the to the greatest place in America to live. And so we've talked a lot about uh, the proposed uh, convention center. And just today, uh, we made another step forward of that becoming reality. Yeah, that was another moment in our meeting this morning uh, where we actually approved the bylaws and really finalized uh, some of the work that's been done uh, to get to building the convention center here in Lincoln. And um, it was a great opportunity for us to really solidify some of that. And I'm excited for the opportunities for 
Lancaster County, but we'll have this will have repercussions beyond the city of Lincoln, certainly throughout the county and eventually throughout the state, because funds that are raised from the lodging tax and from that turnbacks tax will be benefiting smaller entities across the state. Um, Some of the some of their there are some entities in Lancaster County that have already received some of that funding previously. Uh, The community of Hickman to build their beautiful community center, oh, nice. yeah. Malcolm for some ball fields. I think Hickman may have done access some of that for their aquatic center that they have there. So anytime we can generate more funds like that, that can spread across the state is a good thing. And the big benefit, if we have a convention center similar to the arena, a lot of the money that's coming in is not coming from city taxpayers it's coming in from other places especially a convention center that might attract conventions from all across the country and remind our listeners not to put you on the spot but the turnback tax that was uh, that was modified in this past session of the legislature led by senator bostar who is leading uh, this group uh, just explain briefly how that works well dan you might be able to explain it better than i can because <laughs> <laughs> really what i was watching was how much will this convention center cost lancaster county taxpayers and the reality is that tax enables us to access the funds without causing additional tax yeah those taxes that are already being collected uh, portion of that instead of going back to the state a portion of that stays to the local government and so to use for those purposes uh and and again we've we've had jeff mall and and others on the show uh, one of your your colleague uh uh senator or excuse me commissioner flower day uh and we've talked about that this proposed new convention center will not repeat will not raise any new taxes to be built yeah it it feels like there's only good to come out of it um, because it will be bringing in more revenue revenue that we would not have been able to capture um, in the city any other way absolutely well let's take this quick little break and we'll be back and finish up with Krista Yoakum chair of your Lancaster County commissioners right after this break on 1499.3 KLIN You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to the show uh, on the Tuesday edition, uh, where we often uh, talk to some of our elected leaders, both federal, state, local, uh, all of the above. And uh, we're delighted to be joined by Krista Yoakum, chair of your Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. And before we get back to Krista, I'll just, uh, hello, Johnny. That, that was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a funky tune, you know. We we like that uh, Oh, yeah, no, theme music. I, I always feel weird, like, turning it completely down almost right away but yeah. want to make sure your voice is heard <laughs> um uh Anyway, uh, coming up, I'll just remind you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, friend of the Dan Parsons Show, political consultant, uh, Mr. Ryan Horn. Ryan uh, uh, lives in Omaha, but he's worked in Republican p- political circles most of his career, uh, both here in Nebraska and nationwide. And uh, Ryan is an entertaining uh, gentleman, and so I like to bring him on once in a while. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to preview uh, the GOP presidential uh, uh, debate that's coming up tomorrow night. 
And uh, so tune in for that. Uh, Ryan, I guarantee you, uh, Ryan will be entertaining. And uh, and we'll talk about uh, the presidential race. It's coming up, like it or not, folks, next year. Uh, not only the presidential race, but uh, we've got uh, a lot of important issues uh, uh, here in Nebraska. Two Senate races, all three congressional uh, uh, seats will be up, as always, every two years. And uh, and gosh, Krista, the, the county board's got some uh, seats up for election next year, too, if I'm not mistaken. There will be two seats up for election. The one that I currently sit in. Oh, that's right. That's right. I just led, led you right into that. Uh, very I good. thought maybe that was purposeful. No, I've forgotten. And so yours and... And, uh, and the seat Charlotte. that Roma Amundsen is in. That's right. Very uh-huh. good. That's right. Uh, any opponents yet uh, announced against uh, your, uh, yourself? Not in my not in my race. Okay. No. Well, let's not encourage no. him. That, no, yeah, no, thank, no. You. thank no, you. No, 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 no. I, I'm teasing because, as I've said often on this show, we will... Uh, get to as many of those elected officials and challengers as we can uh, during this uh, election cycle. And so, no, we like competition. Uh, competition is good, and uh, uh, and we like choices. So we will we will cover all of those races. Um, but yes, uh, just to maybe Krista finish up on the convention center. I know the Lincoln Journal Star editorialized uh, recently. Uh, I think it was just last week that uh, they wrote that the first steps in the process. Uh, which need to be taken as soon as possible, are to hire an experienced consultant to guide the committee through the site selection and center design and to work out the governance of the facility, either by the city, uh, the county, or a combination of the two. So, uh, I, again, I know one of your colleagues is on this committee, and and, and forgive me if you don't have your notes in front of you to to, to talk about uh, who else is on that committee. But Senator Bostar is chairing it. Uh, Senator, Fl- or excuse me, Commissioner Flowerday is on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I? Who else am I? Yeah, no, but, but those those impo- those points about finding the location. You know, how is this going to be run? Those are really important things. That's why it was important that we solidified the bylaws this morning and that the county board did approve those. So you're right, um, Senator Bostar is the chair we appointed commissioner flower day formally to it he's been deep in the work it was only right that he be appointed to it other members of the committee there is one that that will be appointed by the um, congressional office that lincoln is so by senator flood's office one appointed by the governor and then there are up to four members also appointed by the governor but those are state senators whose legislative districts are at least 50 percent in the city of lincoln very good. Um, and then two members that are appointed by the committee, those are business community members. Very good. So Yeah, yeah so there's a lot of work to be done, and you guys are off to a great start. And uh, we've had uh, Commissioner Flower Day on, and, uh, of course, Jeff Mall, who is... Right. Uh, in- well, there are three um, non-voting members, and Jeff Mall would be one of those. Um, president and CEO of downtown of DLA, Downtown Todd Lincoln Ogden. Association, mm-hmm. Todd Dogden, and then... Um, Dave Durbin from the county. He's the county chief administrative officer. So that makes up the team. They certainly have some expertise in certain areas that they'll be adding into the conversation, but they won't be voting. And one more thing that I think is really important about this committee as we're looking at it, in the bylaws, it says that no more than five committee members from the same political party can serve on this committee. So it really is up uh, m- much more of a picture of the community because of that. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, Folks, if you've been listening to the show the past five months, I think I'm coming up on my five-month anniversary next week, um, 
I do like to talk about diversity, diversity in our elected leaders, and also diversity in this community. And we are so blessed in this community to have ethnic diversity, political diversity, um, and, and it just makes this city uh, a rich, wonderful place to live and work. You're, you're absolutely right. Aren't we a much more rich and vibrant yeah. community because of it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because we just came out of what we refer to as welcoming week. You nice. may have seen signs, posters around town, heard about events that were happening. Um, welcoming week has been around for about 12 years now. Um, I started with a national organization that I'm connected to, Welcoming America. And I started work, working on this in my nonprofit work. Oh, nice. Sure. What was exciting about this year? is in the city of Lincoln, and this is with some county and city support, um, but it's largely our nonprofits coming together and doing this work. Um, we had more than 25 events in the city of Lincoln for Welcoming Week. Now, we also say Welcoming Week and beyond, so there are a couple more activities this weekend that I would consider Welcoming Week or certainly welcoming events. The Korean Society of Nebraska is hosting a soccer tournament at the Lincoln Sports Foundation out there on North 70th. And, and those folks make up a large uh part of this ethnic diversity here in our city they, have for years. They absolutely <laughs> are, and they're extremely productive people in the community. Many of them are homeowners now. Um, the, the young people are now college students yeah. and, uh, yeah, really people that make our community go, right? Um, yeah, so the soccer tournament's a big deal for them, and I know they'd welcome anybody to come out and take and watch that. I believe it goes from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then at Antelope Park, the Asian community and Cultural Center, again, very strong organization here in this community. Um, they're hosting the Harvest Moon Festival from 4 to yes. 7. And that, if you've never been, that's pretty cool. As the sun starts to set at 7 o'clock, they do this lantern ceremony. Yeah. And the park is you know, lit up with the, the glow of the lanterns. And it's really a beautiful ceremony. Do you know off the top of your head where folks can learn more about that event and others like that? Um, there is a there's a Facebook page, uh, Welcoming Week Lincoln 2023. You can find information there. You can go to the Nebraska Appleseed blog. Actually, the Nebraska is home blog, um, and that lists all the activities there that happen throughout the month and and these that are upcoming yet. I, I again, I I'm, I'm going to continue to even though I'm a Nebraska boy, uh, you know, spent some time uh, in my younger years in Western Nebraska, um, and spent most of my life here in Lincoln. It just makes uh, life a lot more interesting when we have diversity. Like I said, whether it's political diversity, ethnic diversity, uh, I mean, just uh, the amount of uh, people that make up uh, this fabric of life here in the city is pretty cool. Yeah, these types of events provide us opportunities to build those bridges, right? So to learn more about our neighbors um, and to engage with our neighbors in a bigger way. And events vary everything from citizenship ceremonies to more festival sorts of situations, educational opportunities, uh, clinic. Uh, one of the nonprofits led a clinic to lead people to citizenship so they can start that process. Very good. Krista Yoakum, thanks so much for joining us in our monthly chat. Folks, that's the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.